At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up to date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riffway Podcast. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Realms, the 5e D&D podcast where we discuss all you need to know about world building. From gods and demons to mountains and molehills. I'm Nathan, the dungeon master and creator of Riftwake. And I am Josh, your co-host, dungeon master, world builder, and fantasy enjoyer. Today we will be talking about the disaster genre. So if you want to learn more about genres and why we're talking about them, uh, head over to an earlier episode where we do cover it. Um, so, well, the earlier episode just says why we're doing it all. Yeah. So, um, disaster. What's a disaster, Josh? I'm a disaster. <laughs> I'm a walking disaster. That's um, me. <laughs> so disaster movies are, well, not movies, but disaster narratives, should we say are basically your classic end-of-the-world scenarios. They don't have to be end-of-the-world, but it's like, oh, there's a great drought affecting the area, or it's like the day-after-tomorrow sort of movie where all of a sudden everything is on fire and ecological disasters are occurring, or even God's, Godzilla movies can be considered Godzilla. disaster movies. Godzilla, Godzilla. Okay, so... I, I'm basically, basically, shit's fucked, yo. Shit's fucked, yo. Shit's fucked, yo. The movie, <laughs> the, the narrative. It's like, hey, I went to the, the to the shopping mall today to buy some toilet paper, but but it's all gone. Yeah, or I, I think uh, I I think zombie movies also go they under the category yeah. of disaster movies. So I, I think to put very simply, it's like disaster. The d- disaster genre is very much a. Hey, look! This is normal. Of the world order. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> this is normal life. Now it's gone. Now, now everything's on fire. Now, 
there's sodomy demons that are coming for your ass. Literally. That's what yes. they do. It's their job. Yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> the sodomy demons one job. <laughs> you know, there's there's like um like like demons that go around killing people, but no, they don't kill people. They just sodomize, you know, that's their one job. That's the only thing they do and the, damn damn if they don't do it well. Yeah. <laughs> on brand, man. Um, it's on brand. <laughs> They they got their name. They earned that name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel like a disaster aesthetic is one that you might want to use um, if you're going to be doing a players versus the environment, like versus the world itself sort of um, aesthetic. It's great for post-apocalyptic wastelands. Um, it's awesome to kind of get this feel of loneliness um, where the world itself is an active participant in their demise kind of thing. Um, most of the time, you're going to want to sprinkle little hopeful moments in there. Um, and if oh anyone God, has ever watched The Walking Dead, then you know that the most dangerous thing that people can come across in this kind of disaster movies is it's other people. humans. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest monsters are humans themselves. It's like, okay, um, you see... I know what a zombie will do when I mean it. It's going to probably bite me in the ass, but a human, who knows? Could shake he my hand, could shake might me. Shake, might shake my hand, might shake me, then who knows? He might shag me later. There's all sorts of things. All sorts so of dangerous. SH verbs. He might shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> shit on me. Who knows? Such as man. Unpredictable. <laughs> Such is the great mystery of mankind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you want to get into some sub-genres of the disaster trope? Sub-genres, all right. So, so natural... the first one we have here is the natural environmental one. This is like your day after tomorrow, the... Uh, global warming. Yeah, super accelerated <laughs> global warming, mega ultra bad economic disaster, not economic... Um, but ecological disasters. Hey, look, that's a tsunami. That's a, that's a tsunami. Um, it's coming for us. And this can be done in both like very magical and completely non-magical settings, right? Like uh, a magical discharge that, you know, like what Nathan has in some one of his campaigns is the giant undead desert. That's just a All result right. of a magical disaster that took place in the area where, where war had saturated the ground. Um, or it can be completely All right. You, you can basically do the same thing with, like, uh, what do you call that? Oh, Chernobyl? Yeah. Yeah, the idea of, like, an entire area that's, like, radi- irradiated. But filled with magical badness. Um, and then you can also have completely mundane ones where it's like, oh, the magnetic poles of the earth have shifted and now all of a sudden uh, everything's fucked yo like it's freezing in texas and it's boiling hot in the, the antarctic oh no wait can can we can like if, if if any weird like temperature temperature shit goes on can, I, I wish for a reality where singapore becomes cool <laughs> be singapore becomes less humid yeah it's just like just suddenly like, oh. No, like, like suddenly Singapore is fine. Everything's good, you know. The mosquitoes all die instantly. I think um, you're not having a very good 
mental interpretation of what disaster means. That sounds like the disaster. best disaster for me. Oh, I don't care if, disaster. You, you have to understand, I don't care if thousands or millions of people die elsewhere, you know, just people like and then burning everyone to death. in Singapore starves to death because you have one grape per 300 people. <laughs> it's like, okay, I mean, we're starving, but at least it feels at like the air conditioning so is on. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, at least I'm not sweating while I die, you know? <laughs> so these natural environmental disasters are great, one, set pieces for areas of the campaign story, um, but can also be entirely the story themselves. It's getting from a place of ecological disaster to safety. That's, I mean, that's a classic kind of disaster movie genre cat disaster story uh the escape from danger into the new eden uh and it it does a good job of establishing for your players and for your audience what kind of world they're in it's like okay travel is a very important part of this system it's basically going to be the entire thing so you need interesting set pieces along the way during these travels and uh to kind of Make it so that way they're not sane. We've all had those multi-session long traveling sessions where nothing happened except for a couple of small things that no one really cared about or knew about. <laughs> We've all been there, right? I'm sure. Which is why most GMs choose to just completely skip traveling altogether. Traveling's fun, though. It is. It's super important. Because guess what? That's most of the time you spend. Hey, do, do you is know what? Walking. Do, okay, think about it. When you adventure, uh, you venture. You have to <laughs> venture to adventure. You understand that? <laughs> most of what Frodo did to destroy the ring was walking. <laughs> I mean, like, like yeah, so ninety-eight percent was okay, walking. Think, no, no, I, I would say ninety-nine point nine. I mean, like, just <laughs> dropping the shit into a hole. I can do that any day. Like, I have a dustbin right there, and it's like. Yeet, you know that's Yeet. easy. Walking the, stuff. Is, is walking to the dustbin that's the difficult part. <laughs> that's what makes me go. I'll I'll deal with the dust later. Yeah, th- this is why we should. Invent. I don't have to sweep today. <laughs> this this is why we should have things that move, like a moving mountain. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that's why we need that. <laughs> no, I think so. Like we should have like landmarks move about that'd be amazing all right it's texas's turn to see mount rushmore <laughs> it's new zealand's turn with the eiffel tower everyone chop chop let's lift it up move it over <laughs> all right so next up it's uh man-made oh. man-made disaster so this one is a pretty wide net a man-made disaster can be anything from like a super virus that gets released, um, like your uh, it's the Andromeda strain uh, from Michael Crichton. Um, it can be COVID. it could be COVID. It could be Chernobyl. Like these yeah. kinds of. Uh, I'd say another one would probably be like the if anyone has ever played Stars Without Number, the Scream. They don't talk about it very much, but I've always considered the stream to be a man-made super disaster that spread across the entire universe in Warhammer 40k, the birth of Slanesh, which is technically Eldar-made, but 
functionally man-made. Um, yeah. is in this case, man of, is like people. Man is just sentient life. Um, yeah. The this is kind of like the science has gone too far. Kind of science <laughs> that, that's general, has science gone, gone too, too far. I mean, I, like just let's like just an aside. I feel like there's two um, different uh, mindsets when it comes to the science has gone too far in modern day. It's like very much. I believe a lot of people are like, "What are we trying to go to the moon when shit is bad here and all that stuff." <laughs> It's like, I wouldn't say um, that's a science has gone too far. No, 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 no. Like, 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 just, just like the general opinion towards engineering your way out of a situation has kind of changed because the mindset used to be like, huh, we can't, we can't get the ship from here to here. It's just like a big landmass. The- Let's just carve our way through that landmass, you know? <laughs> that, that was that mindset. Like... <laughs> Just describing the Panama Canal. Yeah, it's just like, can mm. you imagine nowadays if somebody was like, I I want shipping to be faster, uh, but there's this all this land in the way, people would just be like, yeah, just just go oh, around right. it. Yeah. Too bad. The world has changed. <laughs> For the worst, I, I say, just uh, over-engineer everything. death that has happened in the Panama the construction of the Panama you know, Canal. A little bit of death never hurt anybody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All in pursuit of the almighty dollar. <laughs> Think about it. Come on. What, what, are, what are a few lives in a big What are a few lives to getting my Nintendo Switch exactly. two days early? You know? Think about it. <laughs> you know? What, what is a, a huge fat shit blocking a canal gonna stop? Just, just blow it up. Blow it up. Just, we don't even need their stuff. Just, That's no. someone else's stuff anyway. I don't even care. Exactly. It's just like you, you find out like some $2,000 uh, computer that you bought just got blown up. Like, fuck. No. <laughs> How could this happen to me? Uh, but yeah, man-made natural disasters are great. Um, they're, they're, they're also pretty excellent at establishing a theme for uh, player expectation. Um, players are going to want to these kinds of yeah, things. like because they have normally have like some yeah, typically the quote unquote uh, effect. fixable disasters. Yeah. yeah, it's like a man-made and, and, problem and, like, can have a man-made a lot, solution. And they say a lot about like your world's uh, ability to do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Like the technologies and the magics, quote unquote. I, I think like one major thing that I find cool about it is that like it, it tells you what's at the bleeding edge. For example, like in this uh, sci-fi setting that I've been writing on the side, um, one major defining disaster uh, in the 3000s, 3000, uh, is that in the, the gets, <laughs> Yeah. What, what, what happens is that uh, the Earth gets blown up by a massive antimatter bomb and just has this massive crater in it and then everyone dies. That's pretty bad. Yeah, then everyone that survives is just like not on Earth. It's like, hmm, I guess we, we did need to, to leave Earth and go to Mars after all. Thank because goodness. we killed everyone. There goes our last female. Oh no. <laughs> Damn it, guys, what do we do? Uh, whenever we were talking about natural disasters, I should have brought up Ice Age. <laughs> all right. 
the movie. All right, no, that's uh, good shit. Yeah, like, guys, it, it, we've run out of women. I think it's time to fuck guys. It's like, oh, fuck. Some of us were already doing that. Oh. <laughs> It'll be for their time. Uh, but yeah, man-made apocalypse, man-made disasters are going to be things that your players are going to want to try to fix. They're going to be things that are generally not one of those things that are like native to the world. It'll be something that has uh, someone has done something that they're not supposed to. Someone's read a book that causes a so there was a big red button. There's a big red button pressed. that everyone pushed. And then I multiple signs. <laughs> um, and it it's kind of like the exception for the disaster. It's like this is presumably a one-time thing. It, it can be it can be contained, and we could fix this kind of feel say, personally ah yes I can fix everything very easily <laughs> that's all of my characters all of my uh, characters goes I can solve all of the world problems hey, if you just it. put me Come in on. charge Chernobyl easy, easy just walk in easy there turn it off it's gone no radiation <laughs> what's that what's radiation it's radiation I don't hey, even know think about it a, oh no a bomb went off uh, in this city You don't, go back turn off the explosion, revert time, everyone's okay, and bada bing, bada boom, it's all good. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, disaster averted. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Next up on our list, we got apocalyptic. Now, an apocalyptic disaster, I'd say, is, is different from the ones that we have right now because there's a religious connotation. Uh, oh, I, I, th- I thought apocalyptic this uh, sense would be, be more along the lines of something absolute. Mm-hmm. That too. But I mean, apocalyptic, apocalyptic has a kind of yeah. religious overtones to it as well, but it is kind of like the. Uh, if you've ever heard of um, the apocalypse, it is the things from the their last legs. A lot of times it's also associated with like giant inter-country wars that are like the race wars. Wait, no, not that's not the wrong not word. Race wars. Uh, <laughs> like 
almost like World War Two, but oh, for planet spanning empires, which is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I thought that apocalypse was a isn't it a it's a biblical term, right? I don't know. Of I resembling the biblical apocalypse, I. <laughs> Yeah, it's supernatural being reveals cosmic mysteries or the future to a human. So an apocalypse is kind of one of those things where it's like uh, if anyone's ever read the book of Revelation in the Bible, it's like okay, hell on earth now. Or, you know, there's de- the, the sodomy demons that we were referring to. Yeah, oh no, like, not the sodomy released. demons. <laughs> Um, but yeah, generally apocalyptic literature and apocalyptic stories have the, it's the end of the world feeling. Even, even though a lot of these disasters feel like the end of the world, it's like, Hey, this, this is an environmental disaster. This yeah, is just the new normal. Now, normally it's either very livable slash like something that you kind of can just pull your bootstraps and just make it true. Or it's <laughs> like one, something that would be apocalyptic would be something like, Cosmic so, entities have decided it is the end so, of the world. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 both God and the devil real fall, like, uh, take form in reality and uh, everything starts falling apart. Um, think, okay. Think very first episode of Riftway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's an active demon war ripping the continent apart functionally. Like you have shit like that or, or some crazy stuff like um, imagine something like um, people just stop this. vanishing left and right. Like not <laughs> not the rapture. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I I don't know what <laughs> what I'm talking about. Just like imagine you just like you 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 wake up and then you look walk around your house and you just find people like you talk to someone you turn back they're gone they're fucking gone just gone and you go out. You're walking through the park, you see people, you look away, you look back, they're gone! They're gone! It's like, it, I, need, I, need to, I need to reinstall <laughs> my drivers, man. <laughs> but apocalypse stories are good for fantasy in that, like, in a lot of fantasy, there's, like, an, uh, an already established truth that the gods are pretty real, uh, and that the end times are coming. In Warhammer, uh, the uh, fantasy show the the end times moment is a apocalyptic disaster that's when that's right before they changed to age of sigma they had a end times moment uh fuck some shit up <laughs> oh, okay what is the rapture um biblical philosophy that states that some Jesus uh, shit. Jesus is going to come back and when he does all the faithful are going to get teleported with him to heaven before the world suffers for seven years of torment uh, before he comes back a second time and destroys the devil. Um, It's I personally don't prescribe to it because that is not what Revelation is about but some people do. (laughs) So next up, monsters. What are monsters, Josh? Monsters, monsters. Monsters are a big, scary thing. Monsters are Godzilla. 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 Oh, Godzilla, so you Godzilla. mean like the, the the big kaiju shit? Big kaiju shit. Absolutely. Monster Massive disaster bumps. movies. 
I'd say I'd say zombies also can go into monsters. Right. Uh, they kind of they, they depending upon the type of zombie will determine if it's like an ecological disaster or a monster disaster. Uh, but big kaiju shit, huge swarms of subterranean demon piranha, uh, stuff like that. Don't touch the floor, the floors. <laughs> the, the floor's <laughs> covered in grasshoppers that your toes. Eat, eat your toes. <laughs> they, just, they just go for the toes, honestly. After they eat, they've eaten all your toes, you can just walk around just fine. Monsters is a great one if you are going to have players, because players right. love fighting monsters. It's it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I'd say also Orc Incursion, if any of y'all are familiar with 440k, right. would probably be a good example, or Tyranids. I mean, Tyranids literally are a monstrous incursion, although they're also kind of as well. I think like uh, the the fun bit about anything where there's like a physical uh, multiplicity, like of enemies, swarm, like a swarm yeah. of enemies, or something that's singular but very powerful. Either be it like human size but very deadly, or massive and monolithic to the point where you are nothing but an ant. Mm-hmm. Um, because can you imagine just looking out your window? It's just like you, 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 you just see like the building opposite to you. And then you're like, ah, I got to go work to work today. Then you just hear a rumble. And then this fucking massive foot crushes the building from across the road. And then you just look up and you're like, yeah, I'm going to die today, I guess. <laughs> I, maybe I don't have to. I'll have to Maybe text not. my boss. He probably still wants me to come. <laughs> like, uh, boss, it, it, um, I, everyone's dying. Do I need to go to work? What do you think I pay you for? It? Get, get your ass to work. Absolutely, you have to go. <laughs> no. But there's like, a no. horde of zombies between me and the TGI Friday. <laughs> Can you? That, that needs to be a, like a comedy um, series, like actual uh, story somewhere where it's like... <laughs> So it's a zombie apocalypse, and then they treat you basically like COVID. Uh, you just gotta go uh, to work. There's always something with you. A zombie apocalypse. What's next? Your grandpa dies again. <laughs> like you know, you know, we've segregated off all the the infected already. Then the containment areas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Come to work. Don't um, work. But 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 Sarah at work has been infected. She 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 was in charge of. <laughs> I don't care. Just get it done. (laughs) Just you need to do inventory for the walk-in freezer. You son of a bitch. Um, I don't care (laughs) if there's trees on the corpses in there. Just just move them out of the way. If the FDA comes by, we're going to be in big trouble with those corpses we're keeping in our fridge. (laughs) Uh, They said there should be no more than two zombie corpses. (laughs) We have at least four. Uh, All right. Yeah. So monster movie, monster genres do a really good job of establishing threat, of like establishing what the threat is and how they can go about defeating it, or if not defeating it, then at least avoiding it. Uh, you can have swarms of monsters. You can have one really big monsters. Um, this is also a great uh, genre of storytelling to put together with like. Uh, your kaiju with your giant mechazoid fighting big dragon thing. Uh, 
if you want your players to be kind of piloting a mecha to fight the <laughs> to fight the big bad dragon stuff it's it's really really uh gratifying i'd say to go against the monster disaster and kind of slowly but surely come out on top like develop yourselves develop your characters um and push back the thing that what brought humanity to the brink of extinction. There are a couple of sub tropes, I'd say for the monsters that it's like, uh, you know, the monster was more human than they realized those are fun. Um, or the monsters protecting something from an even monstrous monster. <laughs> as long as I feel that you are making the creatures that, that you're, players and your characters are going up against uh, front and center in these stories. That's generally where they will shine. Like I, I, I certainly believe so. I think I also think that there's something to be said about uh, making use of like the fact that the, there's like this immense collective or either that or basically stuff that is noble in terms of monsters and stuff. And then, giving them like so so and so forth like types and uh seeing how they develop over the course of the adventures as slash story mm-hmm. oh yeah because i mean monsters can evolve i mean if anyone's ever seen eight-legged Pokemon. freaks <laughs> yeah i mean eight-legged freaks and evolution did a really good like kind of monster end of the war not a really world but like end of the end of the town disaster story where they always came out on top it was actually kind of scary actually a-legged freeze was almost like a comedy <laughs> but it was a comedy horror adventure thing so it's not all bad disaster doesn't mean all bad every once in a while something funny everything isn't horrible surprise it incredible um and last but certainly not least we have the alien disaster um this is your classic like mars attacks or uh something otherworldly comes down and starts wrecking shop with an invasion uh is the kind of thing that i was personally thinking of whenever we were conceptualizing this type of disaster um it's your Independence Days where humanity gets united against the alien threat. It is um, very similar to monsters in some ways, um, depending upon the type of aliens that you're working with. Um, but I'd say for the most part, uh, your story is going to be more about either surviving the alien incursion or fighting back against it. Um, maybe you might have like, Overfield moments where the majority of what you're trying to do is escape. You're trying to get out of the big cities, get away from the big alien, and find safety somewhere else. Or it could be about fighting back. Uh, XCOM. Stuff like that. That's all about the alien is here, the alien wants to take over, and we're going to stop them. Yeah, I, I think like, uh, I really like the idea of aliens because um, you can. There's two ways you can go about it. You can be be very monster about it. Have them just be like, "Oh, mindless things that kill and eat," 
Or you can just be like, oh, yes, uh, we aliens, this is a planet. We're going to terraform it to our liking. It's ours. You guys are not even a factor in it. We're not considering you. <laughs> There's a lot of subgenres. You're like, is this War of the Worlds? Is this the Tyranids are going to eat everything? Or is it the Transformers have come and they're basically just going to be part of the world now? Yeah. Roll the dice. Well, not even roll the dice. Pick. It's, it's, it's a great little storytelling element. And the type that you choose kind of helps your players understand what their part is going to be. Uh, I, I definitely think that, like, uh, to sum everything up, the, the disaster genre has a lot of different subgenres, but I think, like, at its core, it's a general environment of survival. Survive, yeah, general survival sort of thing against a large imposing threat, be it visible or invisible. Mm hmm. Whether you're fighting the against the yeah. Earth itself or an alien or monstrous invasion, um, the main objective is survive. Uh, there's actually a lot of opportunity if you guys are, are like partial to it to do like base building mechanics in right. these types of things where your players might be in charge of like a small group of other survivors and the objective of the campaign is save. Like, you know, create the Eden that people are coming to and save people and um, head off attacks. Create the, the safe, safe bunker that say <laughs> be the safety that you want to see in the world. <laughs> the, uh, the disaster genre is an awesome little tool to have in your tool, tool belt. Um, and the thing with the disaster uh genre is that it doesn't have to be limited to only fantasy or only sci-fi. Um, there are a lot of different types of disasters that you can place together, and it doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all of the campaign. An entire arc can be devoted to kind of recovering from a disaster or, you know, the fallout from a disaster that occurred at the hands of your players. Um, they don't have to be, you know, campaign-wide. Even local disasters are generally really, really good as far as storytelling to see how your players handle a crisis. Um, and not a crisis that necessarily means that they can punch through it. There are some disasters that no matter how good of uh, you are with your uh, fists and swords and guns, uh, that those will be able to solve the problem in, in the hands. Yep. On that note, thanks for listening to this episode of Rifts and Realms. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Tier starts low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, only access episodes, and even input on Rifts and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at podcast. Join our Discord. Every month we have a hangout session on the last Saturday of the month where you can speak with the cast. The link is in the description below. And you can send us an email, riffweekpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'm a walking disaster. Bye! <laughs> Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.